Hey, bless up. Jesus is king. Jesus is Lord, as Brother Z always says. Save a soul for the kingdom today. Look, you might be the only version of the Bible that anybody gets to see, so do your best to be your best. This is the Ringerisms version of Wake Up and Eat with Z. Uh, every now and then, you'll probably be hearing from me doing my solo thing. Um, this is something that's a little bit new to me, something a little bit strange and peculiar, right? So um, I just want to make sure that I give representation to who we are and what we do here at Wake Up and Eat. Um, and I want to let you know that there's nothing so hard in your life that you should consider giving up on yourself, that God has created you to accomplish great things. So don't believe the lie. Don't believe the lie racing through your mind saying that you're not worthy, that you're not valuable, that God didn't create you in his image, that from the beginning he knew you before the foundations of the earth, that he, you know, he, he skillfully knit you together in your mother's womb. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that, right? For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Don't fall into the complacency of comparison. You know, a lot of times we get on social media and we see all the things that people are posting on there. And we start to think to ourselves that, you know, we don't have this or we're not doing this or we didn't go on that vacation. And, you know, we, we tend to look at them in comparison and we're not made to compare ourselves to others. We're made to be unique. Our lives, first of all, aren't confessionals to be put on display for the entire world to see. You know, we don't need a bunch of likes, a bunch of shares, about a, a bunch of thumbs ups to be accepted or to be wanted or to determine our worth. And I hope that, you know, by listening to this, that you realize some of the things that you may be caught up in, some of the sins that so easily ensnare some of the things that, you know, aren't fruitful. You know, I was thinking about Galatians and the fruits of the spirit. Um, and you know, some of those things, uh, kindness, um, you know, that's one of the biggest things that, that we need to look at, but you know, the, you look at the things that aren't within the realm of the fruits of the spirit. Um, and you know, you've got jealousy, you've got envy, you've got all of those things that you start to do because you're caught up in the lies and you're caught up in the things on social media. Um, and then you forget that you've been created in the eyes of the Lord and you forget that you should not compare yourself to everybody else, that you don't need those likes, that you don't need those thumbs ups, that you don't need that type of encouragement because that is something that you strive for. That is something that you chase that doesn't really amount to much of anything, right? It's out there and, and you might get those few likes and those, those few, you know, acknowledgements. But in the end, after a couple of days, those things tend to fade, right? And then you're continually chasing that. You're intently, in, continually getting that endorphin rush every single time someone likes a post or someone comments on it and, you know, you get a reaction. Sometimes people look for reactions. Sometimes people look for the, the right type of reactions and some people look for the, the wrong type of reactions. It's, it's an acknowledgement in one way or the other. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It doesn't matter if, you know, as long as you're getting attention, that's what you're chasing. 
And at the end of that, at the end of the night when you lay your head on your pillow, what does it really mean? What does it really matter? You know, there's only one person, actually not even person, the being, the creator of all things, that you should be worried about when it comes to acknowledgement, that you should worry about when it comes to accomplishments. And, you know, that that recognition that you get should be from God. And the things that you do in your life shouldn't be the things that you chase for yourself. They shouldn't be the things that cause comparison. They should be the things that glorify God. They should be the things that make you truly who you are. You know, because when it comes to interacting with other people, we should have kind hearts, kind minds, and we should open our eyes to see who we are and continue to be blessed in all of the pursuits in our lives. Um, And that's why you should take time to really look at who you are and you should really start to look at each other with a different lens that you need to let go of the expectations that you have for yourself and that you put on others. And you should start to accept everything and everyone for who their created value is, not who they think they are. Because there's sometimes we get caught up in, you know, accepting things as they are. Um, And that's not something that we need to chase. That's something that we need to look at from a different perspective and understand that there's a difference between a worldly view on what takes place and a biblical view of where God wants us to be. So you should still come at it with, with love in your heart and kindness to be given in every situation that should never, that should never change. Um, but you need to look at each other the same way that, that you need to look at why we were created or how we were created. Cause we were created to be unique. We were created to be different. We were created to be peculiar. We were created to be special. And this, this life may not always feel like that, right? It may not feel like it is, it's easy. Life is difficult sometimes. Life is, life is hard. And, and it's hard to separate ourselves from the emotion that takes place in the moments that we encounter, you know, where we feel defeated, where we feel shorted, where we feel shamed, um, con- condemned. Um, it's hard to live in condemnation, right? Um, you know, but, but there's, a, there's a verse in the Bible that I always lean on. And these words always seem to bring me back to where I need to be. And I hope that they echo the same response for you. Um, because, you know, I, I, I think that when we start to shift our focus from the things of this world and we start to hand them over, that they become easier. So uh, the verse I'm talking about is Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. So come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in spirit, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, and every now and then we need to find rest for our souls. And it says it there in the second part of the verse, right? For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We need to break free from the mess around us. And we need to renew our spirit that is inside us, right? That's how we do it. We, we, we have to break free from the mess around us by renewing the spirit that is inside us. And how do we do that? We get into the word. 
We spend time alone with God. We spend time alone in our prayer closet. We spend time helping others and not seeking a reaction. We become the people who help others openly without asking for anything in response. We need to seek wisdom, right? So let's talk about Proverbs 4-7 for a minute. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. All we have to do is seek from the Lord. All we have to do is talk to God. All we have to do is pray to Him. And we can find that. And it kind of reminds me too of Galatians 1, 6 through 10, because sometimes we lose sight of who God is and we lose sight of what he wants for us in our lives, right? So Galatians 1, 6 through 10 says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Now this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? Living in comparison and setting idols for ourselves in this world or seeking counsel from people who we know the answer we're going to get. You know, sometimes we get caught up in situations. We get caught up in moments where we're hurt and we're distraught and we're seeking for for comfort. And I mean, we may chase a number of different things, but we also may be chasing an answer. And sometimes we seek that answer in places we should not. Sometimes we lean toward the people that we know that we're going to get that approval from. You know, they're, they're going to give you the answer that you're looking for. They're going to give you that answer that feels comfortable for you so that you can stay in that little place called complacency, that little place where everything is just okay and everything is going to just be okay and that you're just going to live out the rest of your life doing the same thing that you're doing today and thinking that the ultimate end is going to be you getting into heaven. And that's not the case. You got to lay it down. You got to submit yourselves, therefore, unto the Lord. You have to follow his lead instead of trying to follow your own or someone else's. You know, you, you end up falling into what Brother Z refers to as a reprobate mind, right? So if we think about Romans 1, 26 through 32, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. 
Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so that they do not what ought they do what ought not be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So that's living in that culture where you are tied to the lusts of the flesh, the lusts of the eyes, the pride of life, the circles that you like to run in, those people that you always dab up every time you see them and you know, you just hang in with your boys and you're just doing your thing and doing what thou wilt. You don't want to live that way. You may not realize what you're doing right now. You may be early in your life. You may be early in your journey with Christ and you're still clinging to those things. But one of the things that you have to understand is that when you fully submit to God and you fully submit to who he's created you to be, all of the other things that I just mentioned, all of the other things from, from Romans 28 specifically, you know, those things tend to fade away and, and you become convicted of them. You, you feel that discernment and you feel that you don't want to do those things anymore and you fall away from the things that you used to love, the, the things that you used to think were okay. All of those things are derived from things that were in your past. Those are things that you've been carrying around. Uh, you guys have talk, heard me talk about my backpack, right? And all of these heavy things that that you keep carrying around with you, all these things from your past that have happened to you, all these things from your past that you think define you, that you think have given you your identity. It's not your identity. Your identity is in Christ. Your identity is that you are the salt of the earth, that you are the light of the world, that you got some flavor that you get to share with some other people, right? That you've got a light inside you that when you share the gifts that God has given you, you're allowing your light to so shine among men that they see your good deeds and they worship your father who is in heaven. So, you know, if you get nothing else from this message today, I want you to know that you are important, that you are created for a reason, that you are created in his image. James 4, 6, verses 6 and 7 say, But he gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And right now we're in a battle for truth and righteousness. And we're searching for those who have lost sight of God, right? And we're searching for the Ninevites of our generation. Those who have strayed from the light and are cloaked in darkness. We got to bring them out of that darkness and we got to use our light like Matthew 5:16 says, right? Because we're we're not to be hidden. We're to be up on that hill. We're to be the light of and and you know, God's the father of lights. And he says that we're the light of the world. And if we continue to define ourselves by the things that have happened to us, the things that we're carrying in that backpack, the things that we think are our identity, 
we'll never be able to shine that light as fully or as brilliantly as God had intended for us. So with all of that being said, please understand that you have purpose. Please understand that you are created in God's image, that you are created to do greater things. Because if you continue to chase the things that are currently encircling your life and have gotten power over you, the things that you don't understand fully are a stronghold in your life, you're never, ever, ever going to move ahead until you turn that corner and face the realization the realization that everything that you've done to this point in your life means nothing compared to what God wants to do to help you move forward. It means nothing compared to God's gifts that he has given you, that you have been squandering, that you've been holding back on, that you have not released for yourself for his glory. It's hard to walk this life. It's hard to. It's just hard. Man. It's hard to realize that. You have a message. That can be conveyed in so many different ways. It can be conveyed through music. It can be conveyed through your voice. It can be conveyed through your writing. It can be conveyed through your ministries. You know, God's given you a ministry. He's given you a, an ability to share with others. He's given you ability to walk forward every day and help other people in whatever way he wants you to. You know, whether that be through the gift of knowledge through the gift of prophecy, through the gift of laying on of hands and praying, um, through the gift of just putting your message out there in the hopes that whoever's out there in the moment that needed it will receive it. And because you're holding back on those things, and because you're clinging to what used to be or what you think defines you, those things are being held back for those other people who need you to realize your value and your worth, that need you to realize your purpose, that need you to realize that as soon as you step into what God has given you and as soon as you step into what God's plan is for you, that you're going to release this unbelievable rippling effect in the world that is going to affect not just you. It's going to affect thousands of people, millions of people. You're going to reach lives that you never even connect with on a granular level. You're not even going to ever, ever interact with these people. But because you took the steps necessary to walk in your purpose that God gave you, there's going to be someone even years from now who's going to feel that effect of what you began because you turned your face to God and away from the things that you thought 
where you're normal. And nothing about ministry is normal. Nothing about your walk with God is normal. You'll face ridicule. You'll face people who tell you constantly to stop doing your Jesus thing. They'll question your value. They'll question your worth. They'll shout at you. They'll put you down. They'll talk about you behind your back. They'll live in that unforgiveness that they've been living in. And that's okay. Because ultimately you're not doing it for you, right? You're not. You're doing it for him. You're doing it for the glory of God. And I hope that you realize the impact that that has. It doesn't just have this worldly impact. Like you shouldn't want to impact the world. You should want to impact people who can carry the message of the spiritual world, right? The things of the treasures of heaven, the things of where you're supposed to be storing up your treasures. You don't need all these physical things to make you happy. And and I think a lot of people don't realize that. They don't realize that the things of the spirit are completely separate from the things of the world. And the worldly things that you're surrounded by that you think you need or that you think you want or that's the next big thing pale in comparison to the value, the wisdom, the knowledge, the generosity, and the joy that are all encompassed within the realm of the spirit and within the realm of what God has prepared for your life. Be strong and courageous, right? Do not be afraid, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's Joshua. That's where you need to lean in. That's where you need to understand that you may be fearful of walking in what God has asked you to walk in. You may be fearful in sharing your your gifts. You may be fearful in sharing your talents. You may be fearful in owning your spiritual experience. But you don't have to be because the Bible tells us over and over again to be strong and courageous, to not fear that God is with us, that he will never leave you nor forsake you, that you were created in his image. If we're created in his image and he wants us to emulate the spirit and walk forward in that every day, we shouldn't be fearful of anything. You know, we're denying the one who created us. You're denying your adoption to sonship. That blows my mind. Why do we do that? I've been putting off recording solo for probably three or four months out of fear, out of doubt. Out of, I don't think I'll have enough time. I don't think that I'll be able to walk through this by myself on my own. And, you know, I don't think I'll be able to talk for 20 minutes or more. But the beautiful thing in that is that God knew. God knew that I could share his message today. God knew that no matter what, there are bits and pieces of what I'm talking about right now that are going to reach someone who's sitting there living in doubt, living in shame, living in fear, living in complacency, 
and thinking there's nothing else for them, that they're just going to muddle through the rest of this life until there's no life left to live. Or they believe there's no life left to live. But, you know, in the beginning I said that you never give up, right? Never give up on yourself. But also never give up to your, in, on yourself in the eyes of the Lord. Because God's got something for you. Man, I just hope that this message reaches whoever it's meant to reach. Because we're living in a world right now where there are other messages out there that do lean toward complacency. They do lean toward following the crowd. They do lean toward what everyone else thinks, what everyone else feels, and whatever everyone else believes is important. Don't follow the agenda because you were created to be different. You were created to be more than just the complacency in which you live. You were created because God knew in the beginning that your value, your worth, your knowledge, your wisdom, all of that that you obtain from him is ultimately going to change this world, but also make an insane impact on the spiritual world. And when you get to those pearlies up there in heaven, and you're standing at that gate, he's going to welcome you with open arms. And he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because if you do his work, you get to walk with him. And I can't think of a better way to live the rest of your life and to spend eternity. As always, we'll talk to you.